Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Roy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Mahoney. It's a great day to be a Grizzly. Alongside my co-host, Ned Colgo. Ned, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. All things considered, spring season underway for baseball and tennis. It's here. Is, uh, it's here. And so we get excited about softball season coming up. We'll on that in just a moment. Uh, for our returning fans, as always, welcome aboard. And to our new ones, uh, welcome to Beyond the Glory podcast. Be sure to like, retweet, share, and homework for the returners. I want you guys to get on iTunes, and when you see the little the Beyond the Glory podcast logo, scroll down on your phone just a little bit, or scroll up, is it? I guess if your finger goes from south to north, what is I guess that's scroll up? Swipe. Swipe up, maybe? I don't know. Find at the bottom of our podcast page uh, the place to leave a review. We want all the returners to start leaving us a review. Uh, I'm not a big star guy, but you want to give us a five-star well, rating? You need data. Yeah, you need I'm feedback, okay with that. Right? You five can't star, get better without feedback. Four-star, three-star, whatever you think is appropriate, but definitely leave a comment, something more than Go Grizzlies, but we appreciate that, about what you think. Are they too long? Are they too short? And what I would really love to hear from our audience, who do they want to hear from? Do they want to hear less of me and more of Ned? Do they want to hear neither what you wish for, neither of Ned and Mahoney, and they want to hear from Jacob, our producer? Do they want to hear from what Grizzlies do they want to hear from? Yeah. You tell us, and we will make it happen. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, it'll go through the process. Yeah. It'll, the nominations will still go through the <clears throat> the vetting process, but yeah. So Submit nominees. After you um, submit your review, now push play again on the podcast, and I would like to share... My frustration with the rest of the Grizzly fans from this past weekend. Uh-oh. Not at GGC Baseball. Phenomenal performance. Go down to Weber International. Take two or three from them on the road. We're starting to learn a lot about Brad Stromdahl's team. More on that in a moment. But I, I got I got stuck reading too many text messages and tried to pull up the live stats. And I did the best I could. But I, I, I appreciate all of our – I say this every time. Our friends, fam, alumni that tuned in to the Grizzly Digital Network, and they tweet us. They use the hashtag during the game. Hey, we're tuned in from Wisconsin and Georgia and overseas and Curacao. And that's always when we're on air, right, when the Grizzly Digital Network is broadcasting. Now we're starting to get tweets when we're not on air that we should be on air down in Babson Park, Florida yeah. for GGC versus Weber National. So your input is very – They're looking at that schedule, Matt. They're going, softball's not playing. Where's the GDN? <laughs> Why no GDN down here, right? They see that schedule. We had tennis on the docket to stay here in Lawrenceville, but they, they got yeah. moved around, and so there's a lot of moving parts. But uh, that input on Twitter is definitely heard. But that's a fair question, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because they're probably thinking, well, absolutely. what games are. Yeah, that's absolutely. A fair so we had planned on staying here. Tennis got rescheduled, but – Regardless, um, we we are making a note. I can't make any promises for this season, but a cognitive effort moving forward that on things that we do to determine whether we go on the road or not. So um, it's in the works. Well, folks. and just and just you know, like Matt's talking about, you know, it's a it's a it's certainly in the spring with a lot of weather involved. It's always a a, a moving set of puzzle pieces, but the picture is very fluid and through postseason, just the number of events and what Matt and his crew do, they look at the entire schedule and they try and cover as much as they possibly can. And so um, that's our mission to bring as many high quality events to, to you all as possible. And uh, sometimes we're not there, but it makes you certainly miss it, right? Absolutely. And, and it's a neat nod to, to what the GDN has done so, so far. So we are wanted and desired, and that's greatly appreciated. Uh, as for, let's talk about the baseball on the field. GGC takes two of three. Ned, you knew this was coming. I got some stats for you here. Yeah. I, I, I said I wanted to pump the brakes a little bit, but, again, this team doesn't do my my heart any any favors 
because they have one of my favorite stats in all of baseball. It's very difficult to track, but I, I went back and looked at the box score. How about a dozen, 12, two-out RBIs in that three-game series versus Weber International? That is what I'm talking That is baseball right there. They're doing a great job of getting leadoff runners on. Uh, I can go on and on. Yes, they're cleaning up their defense a little bit. You know, ERA is a little inflated, but that's early on because pitchers are on pitch count. It'll come back down. I promise everything's going well. We're 5-1. and one. We're ranked number 12. But two out of RBIs this early in the season shows some sign of some grit. I really, really like it. And now they're coming back home for a bit, right? And yep. So you're going to obviously be able to see you get that first road series under your belt. Um, and I think a whole bunch of those came in that very first game. Yeah, eight, you, eight you don't of them. have the GDN, but you do get uh, some great recaps from from Dale That's right. and the sports information staff. And um, he really works hard to put a lot of those kind of nuggets together and, and various things. So good, good point yep. there. GDC men's tennis goes on the road, pulls out mm-hmm. a, a very typical 9-0 victory versus USC. Hmm. USC it's be, it's Aiken. become typical. Yeah, over USC it's, Aiken. It's, and it's not. It's not common. But Correct. It's become, it's become typical for that team. Yeah. And a big headline, <laughs> and I mean big in a big, big way. Did you see who played number one doubles for Chase Hodges? How about 6'6", G-Lod Berman, and 6'7", Ayad Zatar? Good luck, folks. Yeah, Lobbin. Yeah, Good it, yeah, luck. With an elementary set of tennis skills, I can tell you that that's not easy to, to get it. When they're attacking the net, that's, there's not a lot of places to go. Although 30,000 feet, that's what my old, my old high school coach used to say. You can always, when someone's coming up to the net, the only place you can't put it is in the bottom three feet. You got thirty thousand feet that you can go up, right? You can always, you can always. It doesn't matter how tall anybody is. You can always try and lob. There's just not a lot of places, especially in doubles. Yeah. To land that ball. Good but, luck. Or pass them. And the wingspan. You yeah. Know, forget about it. So, Good luck taking on that NBA front court right there. It's going to be neat to see that lineup as this spring evolves and a lot of new Grizzlies stepping up and seeing what kind of contributions yeah. on both the men's team and the women's yep. team. Speaking of which, GGC, uh, mm. by the way, men's winning streak now up to 58 mm. matches in a row. More on that on the backside of this banter. The GGC women's tennis is off to a great start as well. 8-1 victory there against USC Aiken. And the headliner for me, how about this, Ned? How rare did we see Valeria Poda clinch a match? Matter of fact, she said it after winning the national championship last year. It doesn't happen very often that she mm-hmm. clinched the national championship for us at that number one line. How about the fifth point, which is the match clinching point? Emerald Abril, 6 2 6 0 on that top singles line. Very impressive for her stepping up and trying to be that leader on this team. And you can talk it all you want to, and I'm sure there's actions in practice that back that up, but. Right. When you catch that fifth point after doubles, it, and GGC was up 2-1 after doubles, so we needed three points and singles. She got that third one, 6-2, six, 6-0. Six, oh, pretty impressive stuff. That winning streak up to 38 matches. Bad Not news. Bad. bad news about the winning streak on the backside of this podcast. Okay, well. A little yeah. teaser there. Well, yeah. uh, as for our guest um, this week on Beyond the Glory, very appropriately with the start of softball season coming up this Friday versus Coastal Georgia. Also here. We, yeah, also here. Uh, we had head <laughs> coach Kat Eilenberg on, and um, we had a lot of fun. Put it, it, it was work, but we, we had a lot of fun. Uh, hints? I was going to say this for the backside. When we started the podcast and had this idea of, okay, I want to get out into our guest world. What are their hobbies? What do they like to do? What's important to them? There were two people that I thought, okay, I know they're gonna, I'm going to have them on a podcast, and we're going to do something they like, and it's going to be a lot of fun. One was Dr. Wilson and golf. 
did not disappoint. Two, Cat Eilenberg going to the park with her kids, and it did not disappoint either. All it was right. a ton of fun with both those uh, with both those podcasts in mind all the way back from the summer. Uh, we executed number two here on this week. Look forward to hearing you guys multitask. Absolute multitask indeed. And so, Cat Eilenberg on this week's uh, edition of Beyond the Glory Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Glory Podcast. When we started this podcast a long, long time ago, the thought was to uh, incorporate our student athletes and our coaches and our staff members in their daily lives and things they like to do uh, and just talk about life. Sure. And so today, when I'm living out (laughs) what I imagined this podcast and doing, because when I started this podcast and I thought of you, Coach, I thought, I know exactly what she wants to do and where we're going. So tell the people where we are to make dreams come true. We are making dreams come true with our little humans, my two kids and your little one, at one of our favorite local county parks. Gwinnett County has amazing county parks. And so we are at E.E. Robinson Park. Wow. The newest park in the Gwinnett County (laughs) park system. See, you're the only person to talk to about this. And what was funny was when when Allie and I first got here to... Mm Lawrenceville, Gwinnett County. Obviously, Macy wasn't in the picture, and that's what you had told us, and that's what other people told us. Gwinnett County has great parks. We're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. This is incredible, all the parks that we've been to now with Macy that I'm just blown away that, I don't know about you, where you come from, or how you grew up, a park was four bases and a fence all around it. It didn't always have clay. No. That was like the local park was somewhere you could just go play ball. This is, there's slides and three story slide yeah this thing's three stories tall sensory overload uh ada accessible yeah you have a braille alphabet at this one you have a sign language alphabet at this one you got your traditional climbing structures but you have what seven slides i got seven slides here seven slides on what's supposed to be for the five to nine year olds and our two i missed that 15 month old Two-year-old, two-and-a-half, almost three-year-old, and our four-and-a-half-year-old are happily climbing on all of this. So. so we are out here on a beautiful day, by the way. Outstanding. Um, out here at the park, and we've got all three kids. Your daughter, your oldest, Elizabeth, who has been on the Grizzly Digital Network before. <laughs> She's made her debut. My, my daughter, Macy, working on three years old next month. I, I think this is her debut in an indirect way. Or in a direct way, I should yeah. say. And then we've got the newest Grizzly walk around here. He is still the newest, isn't he? No, Annie Mosier is the newest newest grizzly. That is true. That is true. He's the newest walking grizzly, which adds a new dynamic. Reed is walking and making noises, and he's just, what's what's his personality like? Has he got there yet? Not not yet? Just north of one now? Yeah, just north of one, just at about 15 months. So you don't call him one and a half yet, because I don't want time to fly with this one. And at what point do you make the transition from months to years? Like your kid is no longer X amount of months to now my kid is X amount of years. When we reach two. Okay, that's To me, because there's a big difference between a... Kid down. Kid down. Oh boy, we got our first set of tears. Sorry. I think we're all five minutes into this. Come here, honey. Crash and burn. It's all right. So what about you? Go, growing up, where did you have anything like this? We didn't. No. The ballpark had a swing set, yeah. and I was the one playing on the ballpark. I had younger brother and sister. They knew about the playgrounds, but no. <laughs> in your family, were they chasing 
your extracurricular activities like brothers and sisters had 100%. to like go to all the practices yes. and the travel balls and all and then they had to sit in the outfield and, and, and wait for you to get done with your practices yes. and games. So they, they were picked up late from daycare on more than one occasion because of my practices were <laughs> having to be dropped off at practice. I still hear about that today. They always picked up Kathleen first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did pick me up first because my coaches would leave and the park would get dark. You were at daycare. No one was leaving you. Right. Right. But yeah, there's about a 10-year age difference between my youngest brother and sister. I do have another brother who's uh, three years apart. He's got, he's his son uh, is between Reed and Elizabeth, and he actually just had a son yesterday. Oh, wow. So he has one day old. So how many So there's four McNamara grandbabies. How many? Four McNamara grandbabies. Okay, okay. That's my maiden name. Yes. There's two, three Islandberg grandbabies because Coach I's other son, uh, Greg, just had a son last year. So Elizabeth is the lone princess in, in the entire clan. All boys. All boys. Wow. Can you give me a high five? High five. That's a good high five, Macy. There you go. How often, probably not often enough, how often does this happen with the, with the family going to the park? I would honestly tell you in season, it's one of my outlets. Nice. So I would probably tell you weekly in season. Nice. Because I'll take that Wednesday or Sunday off and need to do something with them. And I often just want to do something that I know they can somewhat occupy themselves and my thoughts can wander. So the park is a good place for that. Very nice. But this is pretty close to where we are. Central Gwinnett, this park. Well, I, I guess North Central, but uh, halfway between school and our house. Lots of green space here, so they can run. We'll bring bikes. So Elizabeth has a bike that she can ride, and Reed gets pushed. And that's a really easy way for us to occupy them. Um, we all have come to grow and know and love GGC softball underneath your direction. And if there's anything that we have learned outside of we win a whole heck of a lot, <laughs> is your family is very included in your program. Absolutely. Why is that? Uh, because I think there should be a line in the sand that's erased with every tide of what the difference is between family and work, uh, especially in sports. You know, we, we put in such odd hours, and I think it's perspective for my female athletes that they see, hey, there's a mom with two young kids that's trying her best to do a little bit of both. And it gives them perspective on how hard it is to have children. But I also think it encourages them that you know, you, you can do both. It's hard. I won't tell you every day is a walk in the park to be punny. Um, but I know for a fact the girls that have taken care of my kids and had to change a couple of their diapers don't look forward to that for a few years. I sure. think that's a positive. I also know that the girls who want to get into coaching but want to have families see that it's a tough, you know, some days are longer than others. Some days are just everything clicks. Today's an everything clicks day. Good day in the office. Nice afternoon at the park. I think it's important. Oh, Plus, no, no, where is, you said that you're trying to blur the line a little bit. Yeah. But there's got to be a line. There is. There, is, it, there it, always how is. How soon should we expect Elizabeth chasing bats and balls? I'll tell you the line divides. I mean, when I'm at the office, I'm at the office. Okay. And, and yes, my kids will show up once, <laughs> yesterday, uh, one, once a month maybe to be okay. here while I work. But like, are they on the road recruiting with no. you? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So maybe there isn't a line. Uh, Elizabeth is in a unique point, though, that she's curious about it. Oh. So she comes okay. and she pays attention. 
But she doesn't come for the softball. She <laughs> comes for the coach's tent, which is the hospitality tent, so we never leave the ballpark. So I'll show up at the park at 8, and I'll leave the park at 10 p.m. Right. And she's made it through two of those days with me. Uh, the, wow. the 10 o'clock point gets a little rough on mom, but she finds kids to play with. And again, Atlanta, you know, the, the just the county area that we're in has so many playgrounds around their ballparks. We're very fortunate that she can find little friends to play with. And often I know a coach or a recruit or a parent that's like, yeah, I'll hang out with her for a couple of innings. And then she comes and sits and watches. And when I talk to athletes at the park, she's excited that they're going to be Grizzlies and she understands who the Grizzlies are. Okay. So she has a solid association of what being in a softball recruiting park is and being at the Grizzly Complex and what that is. I she knows you. the difference. So she doesn't have a recruiting pitch yet. Not quite. Okay, all right, fair enough. She puts on an act that they, yeah. they do get a big does, kick Does out she of. get to dress the part? Absolutely. She has as much <laughs> coaching gear as Coach T. Coach T told me that early on last year that Elizabeth had more gear than her. I'm like, well, she's been around for almost four years. You've been around for three months. That's, that's funny. That's just math. That's funny. Now Reed's going to inherit half of it because there's not too many grizzly green uh girl shirts out there i've sure. searched high and low i can tell you the brands that make good grizzly green kids clothes i got you if elizabeth is going to parks to play or watch mommy coach or watch mommy recruit does she she understand kind of what comes with the territory like is she interested in softball is she hitting the ball off the tee how does it work with she is in your not interested you encourage in your kids to play softball or baseball Reed, yes, his initials are RBI. If he does not play baseball, <laughs> I have failed him in his name. Yeah. Uh, but Reed shows a lot more interest throwing and hitting things, but I think that's just boyness. Being a boy? Yeah. yeah. Girls, she's a little daintier. You done? Yeah. And you want to go slide? Elizabeth, when oh, she's yeah. curious, okay. she shows curiosity in the coaching aspects. She likes to tell people what to do. Oh, okay. So I ask her routinely. Let's get her over. Come here. You need to answer three questions, and then I'll push you. Here we go. Moment of truth. Answer my questions, and I'll push you. Time to shine. All right. Okay, you got to tell me. What position do you want to play with softball? Um, uh, coaching. Coaching? So you're not going to play softball? Are you going to play? No. Because you're going to coach? Yeah. And what are you going to do when you coach? Who are you going to coach with? My mom. And who else coaches? Tanya and Pops. Tanya and Pops. And what are they going to call you? Coachy. Coachy. You already have your coach's gear, don't you? Yes. Cool. I'll come push you. Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a clipboard, Elizabeth? Elizabeth, do you have a clipboard? Or like a pen and paper you write stuff down on? Yeah, she gone. She, she's gone. We, we got our three questions in. There we go. Now I, I can't like spin it. her because I got a kid on top of the. the oh, wow. I got to wait for him. Well, I can't push him off. And we got to watch your brother too. Other side, Macy. Sit on the seat on this side. There you go. It's funny having kids is just like coaching. You gotta have your head in ten different directions. <laughs> you gotta get them focused. You gotta get them in the right area, the right spot, at the right time. Let's wait till these boys make sure they're down. Okay. And then you have Reed, who just goes in his own little world. Oh, yeah. He could care less that I'm over here. Yeah. So to keep going with your question about Elizabeth and playing, 
she is more than interested in the sport. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a little afraid of catching and throwing and uh-huh. hitting. That big and yellow object coming at your yeah, face. She, kind of she dodges you a bit. the ball real fast. There's no <laughs> catching for her. She Basket. would be really, really good at dodgeball. Okay. All right. So I think she will play because she's going to be around it too much. But I don't think it's going to be four-year-old T-ball like some really dedicated right, might right, force. Right. When she decides she wants to play, we'll load her up. At, at what point do we need to add her to the uh, pregame introduction? You know, the starting lineup, and then GGC is head coached by Kat Allenberg, assisted by her father-in-law and her best friend. Like at one point, that was true. It is absolutely true. So you go back to that family question, that line in the sand, you know, when I'm, when I'm in the game, when I'm in practice, yeah, it's total coach mode. I really put my blinders on to the rest of things. But outside of the chalk and practice, yeah, because I stopped pushing you. I mean, I just like everyone to know what's going on. Is this sort of family program philosophy that you pick this up from somewhere? Is yeah. it pieces from different people that you've met along your path, or where did this come from? 100% pieces along the path. Um, you know, I, I'm a talker. I don't mind striking up the conversation with the cashier or whoever when I'm out places. And when I see people I'm intrigued by, I strike up that conversation. So about five years ago, just after I started the program, I had just had Elizabeth. It was my first recruiting trip away. I actually saw Jessica Mendoza promoting something, and I had about a 15-minute conversation with her. And I just said to her, thank you for being a mom who's broadcasting, and you, you include your boys in what you do. And she said, I'll tell you, it's the hardest job in the world to be a mom, but the most rewarding. And you can do both. Some days you're really going to be mad that you're not a good mom. And some days you're going to be really mad that you're not a good worker in whatever your profession is. But the days that you find the middle are hey, don't panic. super rewarding. Don't panic. So she was somebody I, I crossed paths with that encouraged me. Um, I would say my own mom. And she's got four kids. And there's three years between the first two, six years between two and three. And... 10 years between me and my sister. So if that makes sense, yeah. I was 10, my brother was seven, my brother was almost two, and my sister was born, and she's always worked. And she never missed a game. She always took us to our tournaments, and she's an incredibly successful professional now at this point. So it's a season of life. A lot of people tell me that. Uh, my absolute best friend played at the University of Alabama. She was a mom five years before me, and she was coaching high school softball. Gave me a lot of good pointers on just include them. The sooner you include them in what you do, the sooner your athletes understand your priority structure, and then you don't contradict yourself when they ask you for favors in their priority structure. And then the final piece would be uh, my mentor and the coach I coached with prior to taking this job, Shelly Horner, she always had a family first philosophy, uh, would include parents in what we did, never excluded them from a meal, no matter how bad the losses were, or how good the wins were, families got to come. And so I carried that with me right away as I started the program. So even before Elizabeth, um, but now it's even more imperative with Elizabeth and Reed and Mark. I mean, he's such a vital part of why I'm able to do what I can do. So they've all let me know that try. The one time on this podcast, I wish we had a camera. <laughs> the 14-month-old, 15-month-old scaling the rock wall. Five feet in here, hands over feet. Sit down, Buster. Sit down. Sit and down reason, and turn around. <laughs> the reason that's really impressive because Macy just tried to do that about 30 seconds ago and then poorly. <laughs> Look at that. He's a wrecking ball. Good job, buddy. Absolutely. High five. No, nope, we're going to start eating pink uh-huh. chips.
Almost. Nope. He's going to do We're it back. again. This is how insurers sleep, too. So you asked ah. the other question, how often do I do this? Enough that I get a nap on the days that I have off. <laughs> you mentioned Shelly. How, being one of the biggest influences, take me back to your previous stop at, um, at College of Charleston. Sure. What was that like being her assistant and she's been a big part of your life? Yeah. And then kind of making that leap of faith to Georgia Gwinnett as a first-time yeah. head coach. Well, we almost had the tragedy here with Reed, but we've recovered. Well um, done, buddy. Shelly always, always, always had a, a live, laugh, love, live, laugh, love philosophy. And it didn't matter where the programs were. You know, I played for her, so I knew her really well as a player, and I admired the way that she treated us as athletes. And it kind of got me in that bug of, like, I want to coach. I like this influence this person's had on me, and I think I'm good at that. I think I can help other people get the best out of themselves. And when we were at the College of Charleston, it was a great experiment in, is this really a, a profession? Because when you tell people you coach, I've asked, what do you think I do before I actually tell them what I do? And the uh. answers are hysterical. <laughs> it's just no weird. And sometimes you can't describe the job because technically today, I'm, right now I'm at work. What are you going to show me? <laughs> I can't fit under there. Show me. Oh, you built that over there? there oh, we go. she's building snacks. Good, I was starting oh, to get it's hungry. a general store. Look at that. Yeah. Well done, Macy. So, Shelly, she just she allowed me to, to really learn how to coach, um, encouraged me to work camps, let me run camps, showed me the, the ins and outs of the administration side of coaching. And why, if you can do that side of it right, along with recruiting, you're going to see success. And success doesn't mean wins and losses. You're going to see your athletes graduate. You're going to get invited to their weddings. You're going to meet their children when they're born. And they're going to be excited to introduce you. Instead of having that, you know, sometimes it's just that hard relationship because you're demanding of this character all the time. Um, I, I have a lot of positive relationships with former athletes, current athletes, because it is important to me that, again, there's the human side to this. Have you had that moment yet where now being a head coach where your athletes are now alumni and they graduate and they come back and it just, life is now in perspective for them as yeah. a 22 or 23 year old? Yeah, I mean, we've had um, two, two weddings that I've been to. We have two more weddings this summer. We've got kids in the family. So you've got Cassidy Littlefield, who's got her daughter that she brought back. Cassidy was just an amazing player for us, but you always knew she was going to be a great mom, and she's married, and she's an RN, and yeah, she's just doing what I call adult things. I don't yeah. think I've reached that point yet, so I never adult, and I can help <laughs> it. And then you've got Marley Morales, who went on. She has her, her chef's, I don't know if it's a degree, but she's a, a health food chef. Her husband, Garrett, and went to their wedding this September, and it was a, a gorgeous ceremony, and it's just seeing that evolution of them telling me the things that we did as a program that they include in their life. Um, this summer we've got Ashley Bikey getting married and um, it, it's just going to be exciting to, to watch that next step. And oh, you've got just those, those moments that, yeah, yeah, they do the adult things. Uh, Heaven cool. Hinton got married. She was actually one of the first ones to get married. Yeah. She's working for a lady that was my first gear, 
what do I, what do I call Julie? Like, she was my embroiderer. That's what it was. And oh, so, so I knew her, her. Correct. Gotcha. I knew her from the College of Charleston. Her daughter played at the College of Charleston. Wow. She was my final recruit. And so when I left, she was one of the first kids I called to say, hey, I'm taking a program in your backyard. If you get tired of Charleston, just come down the street to the Gwinnett. Nice. And so, you know, you said about that leap of faith at Georgia Gwinnett and everything looks so good and so polished in all the interviews. And a couple of people told me, oh, don't believe it, don't believe it. You'll never get the delivery that people promise you. Everyone has great renderings. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's better than anyone could have ever drew up. Wow. Relationships, facilities, and certainly quality of life. It's, it's very high. So I appreciate all that I have. I don't take it for granted. Very nice. Yeah. You mentioned Heaven and actually both have gotten married after their playing career. So right. you're, you're going to be the expert in this in this question. Okay? Right. So whatever you say is going to stay. <laughs> okay. I have a concern that when I sit down in a broadcast booth and I have the record book in front of me, it says Heaven Hinton and actually Bikey. But they're no longer Bikeys or Hintons. Do we have to rewrite the record book every time somebody gets married or they're going to stay in there actually Bikey? What should we do? You stay in as who you were when you played. Okay, all right. I like that. And I know that from other historical perspectives in the game. Okay. You know, you look at the, uh, I have a couple not so good examples because they're the superstars in the sport that their names don't change according to history. Jessica Mendoza, for example, uh -huh. Jenny Finch, they're both married. Right. They have multiple kids, but they're not good examples. I'm trying to think of one that would be kind of mainstream. Oh, my best friend. My best friend's name's Jennifer Martin. But if you were to look up Jennifer Martin at the University of Alabama, she doesn't exist. Ah. Jennifer Wright exists. Gotcha. Jennifer Wright has the right. records that Jennifer Wright has. I got you. So people know her back in her world in Tuscaloosa as Jen Wright. Okay. And when I go back to Barry where I played, people don't know me as Cat Islandberg. Ah. Cat McNamara. What's next for GDC softball? And that's family or on the field? Are there more Grizzlies coming? I've replaced humanity. <laughs> You know, you, you want to keep the population where it is, right? Okay. So I, I gave the world a boy and a girl. Okay. I'm good. All right. I love a big family. Don't get me wrong. But uh, with the attention I want to be able to give to both, it'll be tough on other humans to be on board yeah. with that. So they're enough. And, and that probably is a weird way of saying it. But, you know, they're, they're going to get a good experience, hopefully, with mom's career. That yeah. they get to travel in weird places. You know, I hope Elizabeth gets to come on a bus trip this year and... Hopefully, uh, Reed matures in the way that Reed or Elizabeth has too, and he gets to come on a bus trip when she's in first grade or second grade. He'll get a little special trip. Cool. So for the family, you know, we're just going to keep doing the Allenberg thing, which is usually an adventure a year. Uh, Elizabeth's outfit today is brought to you by Mickey and his clubhouse friends. Yeah, so yeah. we're probably going to visit his Magic Kingdom. Cool. It's high on her agenda. Reed could care less as long as there's snacks. Yeah, he'll smile he's, at whatever he's pretty content with his. He is. His, uh, he realizes he's dropping half his snacks and he's going <laughs> to keep dropping them and then he'll eat them off the ground. See, there he goes, feeding the birds. <laughs> but for the Grizzly softball team, obviously the number one goal would be the World Series and a big win. But when I started here, I asked Dr. Wilson, well, where can I go? He goes, what do you mean, where can you go? So where can I go? Where your budget takes you. So I'd love to take a team international. Oh. I would love to. It's that personal agenda in a way um, that I always recruit players who, are, who have that spirit of like, yeah, let's do something. And so for the most part, our athletes are pretty game for some of the things I throw at them. I would love to see us play. Italy has some great softball. Um, Australia has great softball. Dominican Republic has good softball. 
And there's companies out there that will help you organize the whole tour. Wow, that's cool. So am I going to tell you it's going to happen in the next 18 months? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not that it's not going to happen, but I'm not going to put a timestamp on it. Gotcha. But if you were to look at the big things that this program could pull off, um, the tile on my personal list. That's cool. Yeah. That would be real cool. And uh, it's doable. You know, it's it really is. You just, like anything, you kind of set your sights on it and set the sight on the big goal and then dwindle down to what what are the X's and O's. Whether it is family or program or both or what gets you up, what gets you motivated, what what, what motivates you? Is it the yeah. wins, the losses, the family? Yeah. What, what burns inside of you? Uh, just passion burns inside of me. You know, I have a thirst for understanding how people tick. Uh, I'm so curious at why people do what they do. You know, I, I former player of mine told me people are just doing the best they, doing the best they can for what they know. Sure. So the more you know, the better you can do. And I would say the internal tick of these three sitting on the park <laughs> bench, you have nailed beautifully. Yes. We have played for about a half hour or so, and now it's snack time, and everyone is happy. Yeah, we have some glossy eyes. So. <laughs> But no, this this program is special to me. You know, it's it's like a child in a way because I saw it from the get go. So it's it's a different type of child. Absolutely, it's but the oldest I, of your group. It is the oldest <laughs> of, of mine. But I have a great passion for it, and I really I just want to see it continue to to represent. Cool. Well. Well, cool. Well, Coach, we're we're so glad that you invited us along this trip here <laughs> on the podcast. Um, this this is life this is a yeah, typical day is. for you guys it's it's full of joy it's so cool um uh, we had a lot of fun macy did you have a little bit of fun yeah did you have fun can you can you tell elizabeth thank you can you give her a high five no okay elizabeth can you tell me uh can you give me a go grizzlies Go Grizzlies. There Can you say it, it louder and more excited than that? Go Grizzlies! <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. Elizabeth with a spirited Go Grizzlies. <laughs> if Phenomenal. That if that doesn't get you fired up for softball season, I don't know what will. You know, and you were, you guys were talking there. Think about those championship photos, right, from the first AI championship and then the last year and having the family a part of those photos. I think that's always going to be really neat that it's such a split-second decision when you're taking that photo. Hey, jump in. Hey, you know, get them, that, that, I promise that's going to be amazing for them to have those over the years of, you know, them running out on the field and really being a part of the program, as, as Coach mentioned there. Um, really neat stuff there. It's easy. This is what this is the insight. I'm going to bring our audience here to this episode in this podcast. I think at times it's easy for coaches to turn on the coach talk, as Coach Giuliano says, or the cliches, or to talk about their program. It's almost like a mental switch, and so sometimes that can that can lead to okay, this is what I'm going to say in the public, but this is how I'm going to live privately. Kallenberg is not that way. She practices what she preaches. This is not. Like you said, this is not just a photo opportunity. Mm -hmm. This is a part of her program and her life. And I, I posed the question the, exactly the way I wanted to. What's next for your program? And her answer was about her family. Right, the first first way she went with it, yeah. And so uh, it's just she's so genuine, so transparent, so unique, really puts life in perspective with her program. It bleeds right on down to her student athletes and now Grizzlies being alumni and just uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I was glad to get that. Well, that past, present, future thing. She talks a lot about that <clears throat> with her program and you know, neat way to capture all of it and, and nice work there and uh, very cool to hear you you hear her talk about a lot of these things with her program. 
it's as as you just said you know we've been here for you know sit going on six years and the vision with which she wanted to build her program the 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 vision the passion she mentions that a lot you know for my money it doesn't get any better than supporting what they have going in that softball program because the on-field piece of it it's now what 59 and and one right last year it just now the on-field piece of it takes care of itself yeah so everything they do off field to get ready to prepare to compete is that whole process and it's it's amazing to see what type of young women they've been able to develop in that program and it's you know they're they're reaping what they sow they have done a great job of building up not only the the type of athlete they're bringing in you look at the players we have you know now coming into this softball program but the profile and being involved in all these you know national regional camps um, showcases putting the field on showcase having those players here selling that program it just makes it really easy to cheer for them it's it's a lot of fun to, to get to watch that program develop and so big thanks again to cat Eilenberg and literally opening her doors to her program and her family macy had a blast and so uh i, I don't know how we get to do it again when we get to do it again but uh, we'll definitely make that happen indeed all right ned uh now to the bad news you ready for this okay so we've been on this journey of the longest active winning streak in all of college athletics regardless of sport regardless of gender GDC men's tennis still clipping in at the top of that list at 58, but had they have some heavy heat on their backside. You mentioned it last week. Basketball program starting to rack up the wins. GDC men's tennis again at number one, but GDC women's tennis has slid down to number five as a result. Two is now Ashton Women's Basketball Division II School in Ohio. Number three is Amherst Women's Basketball Division III School in New England. And my target right now in Maryland's Women's Lacrosse, 53 match winning streak. And so here's my – Yeah, p- games, but it's okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my goal is I'm going to use the old broadcaster's jinx to my favor. Okay. Yeah. Instead of jinx and no hitters. Yeah. yeah. Instead of jinx <clears throat> and no hitters and say it on air, I'm going to use it to my advantage. Maryland women's lacrosse, you're my next target at number four with your 53 game yeah. winning streak. Where? Their season starts this Sunday. Yeah. February 11th. Syracuse, who we have? They have uh, they have William and Mary on the schedule okay. this Sunday. That's well, not that's not going to be the law. They're getting going. They're, they're getting Their season starts okay. this Sunday. Just going to put that on your radar. They're not going to lose Sunday, but it's coming soon. They're my first opponent. We're going to strike off number four. Then we're going to go number three. Then we're going to go number two. And my goal is to get Chase Hodges to have the longest two active winning streaks in college athletics, regardless of gender, regardless of sport, regardless of division. Well, this is simple. <clears throat> Tennis can play five times a day. So we just need to start scheduling you know, four or five matches every single day. Uh, seven days a week, and you know they're going to be right there at the top of the list. No, it's it's we, funny we you say get that, that because live, live le- leaderboard on the video board out front. It's funny you say that because going into <laughs> Saturday, the Ashland women's basketball they tied the record at tied our record at fifty seven. So it was our win versus USC Aiken that put us up to fifty seven. So they're they're gonna oh they're gonna catch us. You know yeah. they're they're gonna play more games early, but their season's gonna end in 30 March. Thirty game season. Yeah, they're gonna season end in March. We'll still keep on the <sighs> So even if they do go undefeated to win a national championship. That's our goal going to win the championship. So it's it's that's that's not only are we playing everyone I'm number across four. the net, but we're playing everyone in every in the, sport anywhere across. in the country. Yes, sir. Uh, no pressure, coach. <laughs> with so both of your teams. Two's by up the way. there. We'll get to two. Right now, four. Maryland women's <laughs> lacrosse. 
No one else breaks down Big Ten women's lacrosse like we do on I Grizzly think, Digital uh, Network. Well, yeah, that's true. I wonder if they have a non-conference matchup with the orange this year. That's going to be a that's going to be a good oh one. oh one yeah, of the we'll colors is orange, Ned. I'm just going to let you know. Florida's got a good one, program. The, uh, the, We'll, we'll get to it next week. Program, we'll yeah. get to it next week. All right. Uh, as for events here that we have control over here at GGC, yeah. uh, 10 events coming up this weekend scheduled on the Grizzly Digital Network. Mm-hmm. Number seven, GGC Softball has their season opener on Friday versus Coastal Georgia. Then they have a plethora of opponents that are coming to a town on Saturday and Sunday. We'll broadcast every single pitch of softball's opening weekend right here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Don't uh, we will not ignore number 12 GGC baseball. They're going to host Indiana Tech uh, right now. Single on Friday, doubleheader on Saturday. We'll have all that covered for you on the Grizzly Digital Network too, as well. And if you're sitting out there listening to this, and you're listening to us, and you're checking your forecast, we're, we're we just you know that's the reality. So we understand you're looking at that. We're doing the uh, same thing. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> and our our objective is to try and get as many games in as we can. So. Um, you know, th- there any of course official updates go out on the website and go out on social media through through a sports information department. But um, you know, we're we're aware we are aware of it, and to the extent that we can um, adjust, we will, and maybe we won't. Um, right. Just, it's it's a little bit of a wait and see, and and we'll go from there. But our objective is always to try and have the student athletes play as many as many games as we can. Not to be ignored, that longest active winning streak goes on the road this weekend. GGC men's tennis going to Lander in Emory Friday and Sunday. So keep an eye on them, too, as well. Going to be a busy weekend for us here at Grizzly Athletics fans. Be sure to stay tuned to our website, grizzlyathletics.com, for all the updates on uh, – well, I don't know if we'll have updates on the forecast, but we'll have updates on schedule changes, live that, broadcast, yeah. uh, the schedule results, uh, upcoming events, all that fun stuff. So it'll be a busy weekend, <laughs> so we expect to see you guys here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Ned, shout-outs and sign-offs. Yeah, shout-out. Appropriate, um, appropriate podcast venue. I actually just today uh, spent some time with some of our uh, fine friends at Gwinnett Parks and Recreation up there at, uh, at George Pierce Park, actually, of uh, Swanee. So... Uh, shout out to the staff up there, and it also ties into my trivia. We have, as you guys mentioned, their phenomenal park system in Gwinnett County. Yes. So, how many parks and facilities are listed on the numbered list in Gwinnett Parks and Recreation? So, there's a couple of facilities. Yeah. There, but mostly parks, essentially under okay. the Parks and Rec umbrella. There are one through X numbered on a map all throughout the county for your attending pleasure. With your family. With 27. Family. That'd be a good guess if you were guessing about half of the total Holy number. smokes. 50 on the nose. Wow. Yeah, 50. And, and that's probably a good guess because you think about 20 municipalities, so uh, a couple more, about 50 wow. parks and, and facilities. So I've never seen anything like staff, it. We said in the podcast, I've never seen anything like it. It's really I cool. just heard uh, today, you know, the the there's, a, there's actually some fairly new staff within the last six months. <clears throat> but you could just hear the way they speak about how when you turn into that park, the experience they want you to have as soon as you turn off the road from the trash that's being picked up to the facilities that are there wow. to the cleanliness and Pretty cool. safety. So um, that, just a real neat shout-out to, to that group. And uh, obviously you guys – uh, enjoyed the yeah. enjoyed the outdoors and, uh, and and had a good time. So thank you. We did. Uh, my shout out is going to uh, plant the seed that I hope we can sprinkle some grizzly juice on it and it'll blossom into this new tradition here at GGC. 
I have made a friend on campus, and if you know us here in athletics, we've got to kind of climb up the hill to go to our meetings on campus. You know that 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 walk all too well, right? Yeah, it's about four. It's about four minutes and fifty-two seconds. About <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're moving. I've cut it close before, yeah, huh? Nate? Yeah, be building. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we have and, and GDC students may know this individual because you try to sneak into that B parking lot there, close to campus, and 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 he, you may not like him, but he's become my new friend. The security guard there right at the B-level parking lot on GDC's campus. Every time I go by, what does he say? It's a great day to be a Grizzly. It's a great day to be a Grizzly. So if next time you see him, if he doesn't say it to you, you say it to him. If yeah. he says it to you, and you say it keep... back to him, and we're going to see how big this thing gets. He he has been, and we're going to uh, – we his name will keep we'll, – we'll keep Correct. him you know, anonymous. But you don't need to – you'll know. And get on campus, and he – kept this going several maybe over a year ago we've actually tried to get him to come out and throw first pitch at a game but in his he's incredibly modest man and he said i don't want the spotlight on me i want it on the students um because we just want that spirit to to keep growing that's a great that's a great call so shout out to uh to my guy (laughs) when you see him tell him it's a great just don't try and park anywhere just don't park near his booth yeah then he'll get Bust out his He'll grizzly do what he's strength. paid for, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's get it going here. It's a great day to be a Grizzly, as it always is. I'm Matt Mahoney for Ned Colgrove signing off here on Beyond the Glory Podcast. Big weekend for GGC Athletic. Looking forward to talking to you guys this weekend during baseball and softball. Go Grizzlies. Go Grizzlies.